Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. Happy True Crime Tuesday, everybody. Avery has a beauty for you this morning. I'm sure it's uh, one most of you will recognize. This is Issel and Louis, ESPN 680 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app, however you're listening. Thanks for joining us this morning. Lewis, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I was described by producer Lee as the star of this show. Dan, how do you respond to that? Uh, I think you are. <laughs> I think that's not true at all. How are you, Dan? You doing all right? No, I think, I think you're the star. <laughs> you, you come up with the show sheet every day. You come up with our topics. Uh, you do the, the reads on what people can hear on the station. All I do is just make snipey little comments. I think you are the star of the show. <laughs> snipey little comments. That's great. Uh, today we will ask Dan if he knows what Tinder is. Uh, we're going to find out that he doesn't know what Tinder is, but we are going to explain it to Dan, and then he's going to tell us about the 70s. Um, that's, that's, now, that's what we do on the show. Quick, yes. Real quick, before we get started, uh, I, I heard you, uh, for, for uh, when everybody's in the studio... Yeah, you can I, I you can, can connect early. Yeah, I can connect early, and I can hear you. And I heard you on trivia, Johnny Longden. Uh, oh, okay. Nicky did he? He did a terrible job asking that question. He had no idea what he, what question he was asking. But as you said, Johnny Longden um, uh, rode the winner of the forty three Derby. Yeah, conflict. But then, but then the part that you kind of didn't finish was, I believe, he trained. Majestic Prince. Oh. Who who won the Derby? Wow. Okay. I, I, I didn't look this up, but I, I, I the reason I remember that is because Majestic Prince was the first Derby that I actually went to and sat on the third floor clubhouse. Nice. Now the first the first derby I ever attended was Dancer's Image slash Forward Pass. But I was um, I was in the infield for that one, and I told Prime, I said I'm never coming back till I can sit over there. Nice. And so I think that would have been what '69 when Majestic Prince won the Derby. Uh, uh, Majestic Prince is right here. Hang on, uh, won the Derby in 1969. And and Johnny Longden was the trainer, and also won the Preakness that year. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Longden, by the way, the picture of him on Wikipedia is with uh, Jane Mansfield. So good for Johnny Longden. <laughs> okay, what's Tinder? <laughs> we doing this right away? 
Did you see no, this? Well, you, hey, <laughs> you're the star of the show, pal. We do, we do it when you say. All right, so Kamari Lands got, uh, got got in Cameron via a, a mobile app called Tinder. And uh, do you know what Tinder is? I, I do not. Okay, so Tinder. Uh, Avery, I'm going to bring you in on this to make it as uncomfortable as possible for you. Um, She's laughing off off the mic, which I don't appreciate. This is an audio medium, young lady. I, I know it is. Yeah, and it's it's Dill Day. I got you a very nice latte this morning. It is. It's I go out of my way. Latte. I drive an extra 15 minutes every Tuesday <laughs> so you can have a nice latte. It's a very yummy latte. Okay, so our friends at Red Hot Roasters, Corner of Lexington, pay. Make sure you drive through. All right, so um, they find out on Sunday night that Kamari Lands is on this app um, attempting to get a date, Dan. Um, but Tinder is very well known as a um, an app that does not require you to actually go on the date, if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he's talking to a, uh, what he thinks is a young lady, and it looks like he has been got. And instead of just this going away, they decide to screenshot all of it and put it on a poster and bring it to the game. <laughs> All right, so a couple of questions, and I have tons of questions for you. Do you know what Tinder is? Now now you do, but did you know before? No. Okay. No. Uh, second question, are you, like me, super happy that you met your lady before all this crap was around? Oh, no question. It's unbelievable. Third. No question. And um, this, is why, this is why I pray every morning for my grandchildren, because I can't imagine, Louie, what it's like growing up today. I, I just can't imagine with with the the social media and you see these kids louie i mean we went out to we went out for brunch after the show yesterday and you know it was president's day i hope you all bought your mattresses and (laughs) and and so there was no school and so we were sitting next to a table of uh, eight ten kids obviously friends boys and girls friends uh out of school high school uh, and not one of them, the, for the entire time that Sherry and I were sitting there eating, not one of them spoke to the other one. Yeah, right. All, all eight or ten of them were, were, on, were just staring at their phones. They, I don't know why they bothered to go out together. They could have gone individually, and it would have been the exact same thing. So, I no, I, I, you're absolutely right. I'm glad I didn't have to go through that. I'm glad my kids didn't have to go through that, and it scares me to death that my grandkids are going through it. Do you, th- do you see this as um, any kind of flag about this kid or about the coaching staff or whatever that at, after 11 o'clock on Sunday <clears> – <throat> The night before they play at Cameron, he's doing this rather than something different. No. He's a kid. Now, it, it, did it have something to, to do with him having two points in 21 minutes? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, but, no. He, he's okay. a kid. All right. Okay. Um, so, in the 70s. So, it, it, I, I talked about this during trivia, too. Uh you know, in recent times, NBA road winning percentages have gone up since the advent of these kinds of apps because the guys aren't like in clubs until three and four in the morning chasing women. Yeah. And, um, and and so they're actually going to bed at a reasonable hour now <laughs> instead of what they used to do. Um, how bad was it in the 70s, man? Uh, well, 
uh, you, you know, in in the seventies when I was playing, uh, the drugs were much more uh, detrimental to to somebody's career than being out chasing. But when I was when I was a coach, it it was uh, you knew. The two notorious places for <laughs> players to stay out late yeah. and and whatever they were doing was Miami and Atlanta, <laughs> and you knew you knew going into Atlanta and Miami, you better be ten points better than them, or you had no chance of winning. <laughs> So I would say that came more into play like in the late 80s and the 90s, the out out all night in clubs. Do you think Kamari Lance feels like the woman you left on the tarmac? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because, I mean, she's there. She smooches Dan Issel. Everyone sees her smooch Dan Issel, and then all of a sudden Dan Issel's gone. She's standing there by herself. I mean, that, I mean yeah. that, there's a poster board here. There's a woman on a tarmac. I'm just saying, like, Kamari Lance is kind of like that woman you left in, in Lexington, you know? No? <laughs> See, it's all full circle, Dan. Bring it all back. He probably yeah. felt really awkward. I will say that. And like, oh. Whoops. Well, the giveaway, the giveaway is when, when the person on the, the, the app says, where are you staying? Not, yeah, okay, Avery just <laughs> oh my had it hands because that's the giveaway. I yeah. really hope he did not answer that question. Oh, that's he did. How- oh, he did. Oh, he did. That, that's how you get murdered. <laughs> that is how you get murdered. By the way, we're doing Natalie Holloway today. Speaking of uh, murder. I uh, told you it was one that you would recognize. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're a little jealous of her, right? You want to date a guy like this, right? I mean, like, I wouldn't want to date a guy who's going to kill me and then keep changing his story. You, you hesitated <laughs> in a very serious way. Like, you're a little intrigued by dating someone like this. I mean... Who's, ca- who's is, capable of this kind of stuff? There's one because he went on to do this again. Where, oh yeah, I'm only jealous of like one actual aspect <laughs> of her life. How beautiful she was, or what? Oh no, she was really, really pretty. Yeah. But it was like her senior trip, graduation I trip. Yeah, I I'm so jealous about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm so bitter. So at college, Dan, for spring break, did you guys get to do anything, or was Rupp like foot on throat, staying on campus kind of thing? No, we didn't go. We didn't go anyplace. I think. I think I probably. I probably went home for the week. Okay. <laughs> By the time we were uh, juniors and seniors, my parents would let me borrow their minivan, and we'd pack it with, with uh, like dorm mates of mine. And we'd go to spring training for the week. Mm. Yeah. Because you could get back then, nobody went to spring training. Now everybody apparently right. it's on right. ESPN. Everyone goes. It was like seven dollar tickets. You know that kind of thing. Go sit in the sun all day, and then you know. No, do spring break stuff at night, kind of thing. Yeah. Now that I now that I think back, you know, uh, Kentucky was on, and maybe they still are, but Kentucky was on a calendar where they started school uh, at the end of August, and we were done by by Derby weekend. Right. Sure. I mean, we got out of school early in May, and so I'm thinking spring break might have been during the season. Right. Now that I think back, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So I, I don't know if we want to go any further with this tender story, but was was the goal for Lands to get some gal to come to his hotel room Sunday night? According to the poster that I read, yes. 
Okay. Yeah. And Tinder is like a dating app or something? I would call it a hookup app, not a dating app. Yeah, Avery is definitely a more hookup culture than dating culture. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's where we're at. Yeah. 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 Like, Kamari, that's how you die. <laughs> that's how you die. I also and agree with missing. that. I also agree with that, man. I, so is uh, just one more question for Tinder for me, and then I'll, <laughs> then I'll leave it alone. I, I, is there a remuneration involved here, or is it just glad to see you? Uh, there is no money exchanged. Okay. Yes. All right. Huh. Yeah. So it's not... Um, it's not a prostitution app, Dan, if that's what yeah. you're asking. No, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. necessarily. Right. Some people might use it for that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Just because it's illegal doesn't mean it's not happening. I'm not stupid. Exactly. But, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's life. Yeah. Murder's <laughs> illegal, but people still commit murder. Thank you, Avery. You're mm-hmm. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> that's life. <laughs> okay. So Andy and I were texting about this game last night, Dan. Okay. I, I thought they played okay last night. I think this is just the kind this is how you lose when you have worse players than the other team. Bingo. You 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 play kind of even for parts of the first half. The uh, the good team at home goes on a run and then it's a three possession game for a long time and then you're tired at the end and they run away with it. Yeah. I, I, no, I think that's it, right? No, you're you're absolutely right. That's exactly right. I mean, you know, you can you can listen to Kenny's comments afterwards that they were intimidated that uh you know they didn't they didn't play physical they didn't body up they didn't rebound the reason they didn't do all those things is that duke has better players than louisville has and and fyi in most cases the teams with the better players win the game and that's exactly what happened i mean there were some terrible individual efforts louis I mean, Withers was basically non-existent. Uh, my that man might have been Bull, Mike, Mike James's worst game of the year. Even I mean, it was yeah, it was bad. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but but James was trying. I mean, he was he he tried to play well, Louis. I thought the same game that he played at Clemson. He just he, he just couldn't get anything done in this game because uh, Duke is really good defensively. The thing that stood out the most to me watching this game is Duke's got a bunch of freshmen, a bunch of young players, and they're better on the defensive end than they are on the offensive end, which is quite unusual. But, um, you know, James was trying. He was trying to do the same things he did in the last game. They they just didn't work out. The one I love is my man, Bull. Bull, Bull Bull gets eight minutes of run, but he picks up four fouls. <laughs> <laughs> He's the new Okorafor. <laughs> get out of the way, Emmanuel. I'm going to get the fouls now. That's exactly right. <laughs> I, I'm going. If you're in my way, you better watch out because I'm going. Yeah, it just it just looked like a game where one team had more talent and they were at home. Yeah, and this I mean, is what you happens look, when it happens. You, you, yeah, you right. look at the stats. It's a boring I mean, analysis, but you that's know, exactly the stats what it is. are stats are pretty pretty even. They both shot the three pointer well. Uh, you know, decent from the field. Uh, the one place that Duke Duke really outshines Louisville is they play as a team. I mean, they pass the basketball and get the get the ball to the open man. I mean. You know, they have 19 assists and only six turnovers. Right. 
and and you know Louisville comes with their usual more turnovers than assists. But uh, I thought Ellis was unbelievable, uh, absolutely unbelievable. They did, you know, they came out. And I thought Duke's defense was a little soft at the beginning. I mean, L oh, sure. got L got to the three point line, uh, and you know they got, they got some easy baskets underneath, and then um, it, you know they they realized, hey, this you know <laughs> this four and twenty three team is handing it to us right now, and then they. They they really upped it on the defense and, and well they and, put Mark Mitchell on L and that was essentially yeah that yeah. changed his shooting percentage in a serious yeah, way because but the, go ahead because they they started picking him up at half court yes and he couldn't get he couldn't get to the three point line like he did you know the first four or five trips uh, yeah it in, wasn't like in, he was getting around guys he was just getting open and making shots yeah right. exactly yeah. well you know well, the reason I bring up all of this Dan is. I think if this game is in middle of December, they lose by 35. The middle of this last December. Yeah. 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 And I think I think there is, and I don't want to be hyperbolic about it, but there is more playing together and playing better the last couple of games than there was at that time of year, for example. Like, I expect them to go to Georgia Tech and win the game this week. Yeah. That's I an expectation too. for me now. Yeah. And that, that was not on my radar in December, for example. Right. No. And I appreciate you not being hyperbolic. <laughs> Whatever the hell that means. Prone to hyperbole. How about that? Um, didn't want to be prone, Dan. The, uh, but, yeah, so uh, I, didn't, I didn't hate watching that game last night. I've hate watched a lot of their games this year. And I didn't have to do that last night. It was nice. <laughs> so, no, no, I, you know, it uh, it was, uh, and, and and we said yesterday, eighteen and a half was too many, Louis, and they only lost by <laughs> they only lost by seventeen. Dude, they, they tried to but, they tried to give away that line too in the last two minutes too because that runner. Else <laughs> but uh, but but I will say this: that game was closer than seventeen points. Again, it was like a three-four possession game, and then at the end, Duke got a couple buckets, and Louisville didn't. I mean, yeah. you know, so yeah. 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 <laughs> Texter Louisville Louie at it again, waving those pom poms. Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I think Kenny Payne shouldn't come back next year, and I'm Louisville Louie. Got it. Great. High five. Um, Dan tells you all year that he doesn't know if Kenny can coach or not, and I'm I'm the, I'm the one. Okay, so let's get to some sound. Um, which one do you want to play, Dan? <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, they're going to come after you because you're the star of the show. <laughs> I'm the one who reads the text line. That's right. By the way. Come on, uh, texters, pile it on that star. There you go. Stay tuned. I will do a creepy Raising Cane's read at some point today. Um, let's go ahead and play um, Being Intimidated by the Environment. Day, uh, Dan talked about that. That's a uh, seven here. Uh, Kenny Payne after the game. I thought that they um, they denied us all over the court. I thought we refused to get in the bodies and man up and fight to get open. We worked on it every day. I just thought that they put us on our heels. At times, it looks like the environment intimidated us. Not acceptable. We we tried to explain to them what kind of environment this is. You know, we have a coach on the staff, Nolan, who played here, coached here, went through everything that this program is and what it means to be here and how they were going to come out and play against us. Something didn't click. We, we as coaches, me personally, I'll, I'll take the blame for that. Didn't get them to play the way they needed to play with the fight that we needed to get a win. 
What do you think, Dan? I I I, I thought they came out with a lot of fight. I thought, so I, I thought they I thought they understood. Now I've never been to Cameron Indoor, but I love the fact that they don't stick the students in the end zone. Sure. Like they do a lot of places. Yeah. I mean the students are students are right there breathing down your neck. So I imagine it is an intimidating environment. But um, I thought they came ready to play. I thought I thought they they started the game very well. Um, I don't think I, I don't think the the environment intimidated them. I think the Duke players intimidated them because when they stepped up their defense, they couldn't get open. Right. Right. No. 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 One team had better players. It's <laughs> pretty yeah. simple. And there was one coaching adjustment during the game, and it was putting Mitchell on uh, Ellis, and he couldn't get past half court. I mean, no. Pretty simple. Nope. Um, I do want to hear about um, – do you have the, the actual L. Ellis clip at the bottom there, Avery? Um, this is on his performance. He, I thought that fall that he took um, when, he, when he drove and there was no foul call, um, I, I, at first I was like, I don't know if he's doing the soccer thing where he's trying to draw a foul or if he was actually hurt. And I, I, I haven't heard this clip yet, so I'm interested to hear what he says. Tonight was a really big game for me. I just feel like I just need to come out there and be calm, just let the game come to me. Yeah, like you said, like we didn't win, but I mean, I feel like we fought. But when the team went on the run, we didn't respond well, and that's what happens when you don't come out ready to play. It took a hard fall there uh, towards the end. You, you know, you stayed down for you know like a few seconds. Everything good there? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Well, uh, if people don't know, Ellis is from North Carolina, and so uh, these games are you know whenever he plays a road game down there. Yeah, evidently, I read something in the Curious Journal this morning that. Uh, uh, he, he used to, as a youngster growing up, he played at an outdoor court that's like five miles from Cameron. Got it. So yeah, um, cool. yeah. Oh, he's actually from Durham. There we go. Okay, yeah. So um, it uh, yeah, obviously personal when you go back and play those games. When Dan played uh, for Kentucky, Avery, and they played Batavia College, it was a very, very personal game for him. Yeah, big time, <laughs> big, big time. Love going home. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> Did you grow up with the? Because uh, I know you didn't really blossom into a basketball player until later in high school. But did you grow up with the backboard on the barn? Uh, no, not on the barn. I didn't have a backboard till we moved back to Batavia and uh, had a backboard on the garage. On the garage, there you go. Okay. But I didn't have I didn't have a chain link net. I had a nylon net. I did not I have was, a basketball hoop growing up. I was mm-hmm. uptown. <laughs> I had a nylon net. Did you take it down in the winter so it didn't freeze? Uh, no, we played in the winter. Are nice. you kidding me? Love it. I can remember playing my brother. We'd shovel the driveway, shovel the snow off the driveway, and we'd play. It was so cold, we'd play with a glove on our left hand. But, you know, we didn't put a glove on our shooting hand. Mm. <laughs> we, uh, my dad would buy truck mud flaps so that I could, I could practice slap shots during the summer in the driveway. And I would hit, well, wh- I would where, hit where did the mud flaps go? What about them? What do you mean? Where did they go? On the ground? You just you you would hit instead of hitting pucks off a of cement. You would hit them oh, I see. So I see. I thought maybe you were shooting the puck stick. at the mud. <laughs> at the mud. Flap. What do you have against the mud flaps? No, no, nothing like that. Uh, <laughs> this is some of the most northern stuff ever. <laughs> <laughs> and like coming from Massachusetts, I can say that. Yeah, I. I'm trying to think, I think my dad had a client that was a in like trucking parts, and so he would get the mud flaps for you know whatever the the, the cost for was free. essentially. Yeah, right. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we would set up a net, and and we'd have to, I would have to make sure the neighbor wasn't parked in their driveway, so that if I missed the net, 
take out a window or something. Well, that's always nice. Yeah. Vandalism's not very nice. Yeah, True Crime Tuesday. Louie not taking out windows. Um, but uh, no, the other thing I would do is, uh, it's funny when you look back on the things that, that helped you out, you, you know, you talk about keeping, you know, taking shots outside in the winter. Uh, we had a very uh, smooth concrete uh, floor in our garage, and we had a lip that was about two inches tall around the, you know, where you would park and then step up into the house, essentially. And I would just go in there, and every day, a thousand passes with my forehand with a golf ball, and then I would turn around and do a thousand with my backhand, and I would count those out every day. I, I, I had to have done, Dan, I mean, honestly, over a million on each on each side of mine. But, I mean, no question. Insane. <laughs> and, and that's why you're the star of the show. There you go. Led there to a long go. career of not playing hockey after I was about that's 20. Right. So there you go. That's right. Well, you know, a- after 14 concussions, it's yeah, probably no, best that you gave it up. Speaking of concussions, no, I'm kidding. Um, did you watch any of that Kansas game last night? It was, yes, yeah. I did. I was going to say, you're getting ready I for that be, trip. Yeah. I want to be familiar with the roster when I, when I get to the fog Saturday. So, so Streetle is very concerned, by the way, that you're going to the fog and that you're hanging out with your bestie, Bill Self. Yeah, why? He thinks it's a, it's a – he doesn't hear about Kansas greats hanging out at Kentucky practice. Mm. Now, I, I think how – many, How many Kansas greats do you think have a relationship with Cal? <laughs> Danny Manning? Is that about it? Do, I don't even. Do they have a relationship? I'm just guessing. I don't know because they were both head coaches. I don't know. <laughs> I'm literally just guessing. Uh, you tell Streetle, I've my my loyalties are still with Big Blue. He what, doesn't have to. What are you about. wearing on Saturday? Uh, Kansas uh, t-shirt. <laughs> I'm kind of ashamed. Where is the pettiness? Where is Feisty Dan? <laughs> what a maker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So do you know where you're sitting? Am I going to see you on television? Uh, I don't know where I'm sitting. Okay. Um, right. So you're sitting in your... You're I sitting hope in your... you see me. I, so I hope you see me yeah, on right. TV wearing a Kansas t-shirt. <laughs> That's a haymaker, man. Oh, Streetle's going to pass out. I mean, you just... I mean, you're going to take a year off his life. I mean, just hey, I, I, the man's given me tickets. <laughs> if Kenny Payne gave me good tickets to Louisville, I might consider wearing a Louisville T-shirt. But you're also pro Louisville. Well, I'm pro Kansas when they don't play Kentucky. I can only imagine what Mike would say if he was still here. <laughs> I mean, this I is all haymaker stuff. Conversation y'all had. Who? I thought the Tinder stuff was going to be juicy. This is way juicier. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yes, I watched the Kansas game last night. They're good, man. And uh, you talk about the gangs that couldn't shoot straight. Oh my goodness, Kansas is uh, good though. Uh, yeah, and Bill's a mean, flat coach, man. They're they're um, what do I want to say? Their national, uh, their potential national player of the year was awful last night, and they still won a game that they were underdogs in so. on the road, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I uh, 
I, I yeah, it was hard to watch though. There wasn't <laughs> they, that they're they're not going to ship that tape up to Springfield, Massachusetts anytime soon. That's for sure. A little Springfield, Massachusetts talk on a on a Tuesday. Do you know where Springfield, Massachusetts is, Avery? And can you name their minor league hockey team? I, I actually didn't live far from Springfield, and. I'm pretty sure I saw one of their games as a child, and I just can't think of what it is. I think they're the Condors for some reason. And I don't know why there's a Condor reference in Massachusetts. But... Because Massachusetts is psychotic. Oh, okay. Got it. Like, we use <laughs> letters, like, in literally every word that we don't even say. That's fair. Like, it, it's just nuts. Oh, they are the Thunderbirds now. I, I apologize. I went on to my American Hockey League app to find that out, by the way. There you go. All right. All right. Now, uh, I, I now the texts know, are coming. <laughs> I do know they're right over the state line from Hartford. All right. I, Dan, I have to read this text. Are you ready? All right. 437-9680-UPS jobs text line. Are we sure Dan's not a liberal? He goes anywhere for free. <laughs> I don't go. <laughs> Louis needs to get comfortable with Kenny Payne. He's not going anywhere. Oh, no, no. Oh, I get it. Uh, and yes, I am a broom closet gas bag. I appreciate you. Um, uh, and then they, someone suggesting you might kill Streetle. I, I, You're telling me that if Streetle had a chance to go to the fog for free, he wouldn't go watch Kansas play? In a Kansas shirt? Is that well, what you're... I, I, I just I kind of made that up. Well, don't backtrack. Don't do that. <laughs> you're wearing a Kansas shirt on Saturday, right? Well, because your body, right? Here's what I know. Okay, I, I'm. I we arrange this. Our best friends in Denver, yeah. have have a granddaughter, yes. that goes to Kansas, right? And so, way last summer, Morgan and I arranged this that I would come to Kansas because I'd never been there, and I would come to Kansas and watch a game. And so, I was with her father the other day. And he said, uh, what size do you wear? What size T-shirt do you wear? And so I told him. And so I'm anticipating that Morgan will have a Kansas T-shirt for me when I get to Lawrence. So if she does, I, I'm, I almost have to wear it to the game. I, I, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Now the, now the political ones are coming. <laughs> Dan's like Trump making friends with the North Korean dictator. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love the people that text this show. Oh, man. What's that guy's name? Kim Kim Kim. Jong mentally ill or something (laughs) like that? Jong Un, the young one. Yeah, right. And now I see he's grooming his 10-year-old daughter to take his place. Easy. What do you think, honey? You think we ought to blow somebody up today? Yeah, Dad, that sounds like a good idea. Oh, man. Hey, when you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than the bluegrass state. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground. This is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your summer getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. More Kim Jong-un talk next. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. All right, welcome back in. Second segment here 
Honest Will and Louie taking you up until noon here on ESPN 680-1057. Thanks for hanging out this morning. However you're doing it in your car or your smart speaker, on ESPNLouisville.com, on the app. Thanks for listening, making us part of that morning. Jeff Wall Show tonight, 7 to 8 on 93.9 and on the app. And then Texas, Iowa State, we do have coverage of them. So if you're driving around late tonight, 845, here on ESPN 680-1057. So driving around, make sure you include us as part of the drive. And the Kentucky Fish Wildlife Post Game Show will be tomorrow. Dan and I will start talking about that game with the Gators. That'll be around 9 o'clock with Streetle, uh, the previous if he's still alive, um, and Jason Entz. First place to take your calls, uh, your text here from John Calipari for about a minute and a half if they lose and about 12 minutes if they win all of that Wednesday night, ESPN Louisville, <laughs> 680, 105.7, and on the ESPN Louisville app. All right. Hey, uh, just uh, just for this is just for Streetle. Nobody else has to listen to this. But I wanted to give Streetle my itinerary. I just texted Greg Gurley. You remember who Greg Gurley is? Uh, he is the color analyst for... Um, Kansas basketball games, but he's also director of major gifts for the program. Absolutely. Bingo. Boom. That's why you're the star. So uh, so here's here's my plan. As soon as the show is over Thursday, I'm driving to Lawrence. So I'll do the show Friday from my hotel room in Lawrence. I just texted with Greg during the break. Then uh, he and I are going to go to Kansas's practice right. uh, Friday afternoon. It's awesome. And then I'll be there for the game on Saturday. It's great. The practice is free also. <laughs> <laughs> when you address the team, will you talk about the Jayhawk way and servant leadership and um, generational money and the greatest day in Kansas history? Rock, chalk, Jayhawk. That's me. No, when I address the team, I'm going to tell them, hey, my family has money on you to win the national championship. Let's go, guys. Don't screw it up. That's no. Right. no. Oh, man. Kim Jong-un text got me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what is the drive from Lawrence to, uh, to – from your place to Lawrence, do you think? Well, since, since Prime won't be in the car, I'll make it in about <laughs> seven hours. Seven hours. Only you, Dan. <laughs> you drive more than anyone I know. You really do. I love it. I absolutely love it. You are the anti-Drew Diener. You are very tall. Um, you drive everywhere for very long distances. You enjoy driving. Love and, it. And you don't mind living in a place with cold weather. Especially <laughs> in Colorado and Kansas because the speed limit is 75. Right. Which means you can put the cruise control on about 81 if you want to push it a little bit 82 and you don't get stopped right and i have louis i have gone three hours without taking the cruise control off there's a lot of empty country here and uh, a lot of empty fields <laughs> wheat fields as far in the in the words of garth brooks wheat fields as far as you can see did i ever tell you the story of driving from phoenix to Vegas with my wife? No. Okay, so a couple years ago. That's not very far, is it? Well, here's here's why it was far. Okay. A couple of years ago, um, we got a first-time texter. I will come back to you, sir or ma'am. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate these people. So we wake up in Phoenix because Michigan State had played a football game out there. So Kristen and I spent like two, three days in Phoenix. I have a buddy who, lived, who used to live there. He doesn't live there now. We stayed with him. And uh, so we're there go to the game and we wake up in the morning and we have we have plans to go to Sedona and do like uh the Jeep uh, have you done the Jeep uh the Jeep thing in Sedona Dan 
I, I have not done the Jeep thing. Okay. I have certainly been to Sedona. It's incredible. I mean, it's one of those places, impossible to describe until you go. It's beautiful. Yep. And yep. so we do the Jeep thing, and we sit down for lunch. And my wife says, you know, my bucket list of places to go in the United States is the Grand Canyon and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I looked at her. I pulled out my phone. I punched in Google Maps, and I said, we can get there a half hour before sundown. Do you want to go to the Grand Canyon today? And we just made this just snap decision. Spur of the moment. Very spur of the moment. And we drove to the Grand Canyon. We got there about 25 minutes before the sun went down. So my wife got to go to the Grand Canyon, see the sun go down at the Grand Canyon. And then we got in the car and drove to Vegas. (laughs) And that's when I knew the United States was empty. Because (laughs) you get on that that highway. And it, it isn't just stars. It's a tunnel of stars. Yep. Because it is from one one inch off the ground over here and one inch off the ground over here, and then just completely envelops you. And then you get over that hill, and I don't know where it is, and then there's just Vegas, and it's this light bomb. Yeah. Like like a nuclear weapon went off of just light. Because we got in at like, I don't know, like 12.30, something like that in the morning. Yeah, I think I think the, the road, I've been on the road you're talking about, and I think you come down into Henderson, Nevada. Sounds right. At, which is, you know, just, I think, south of Las Vegas, but you can, you're you're right. You can see lights as far as you can see. I mean the the um the, just that that trip in. You're right. It's a highway uh, highway 15, so you actually don't come in uh, the Henderson. Is that no 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 15 not 15 off of 40? Excuse me. And then you come through Henderson. You're right. Um, and it's yeah 40 to 93, and you have to take kind of a, an off road to get there from where we were. But yeah, like we're sitting at lunch eating. Like burritos or something. <laughs> My wife's like, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, uh, Grand Canyon." And by the, the way, Grand this Canyon. is this is women. By the way, she had planned that like a month ago, a month before that, right, Avery? I mean, like, yeah. no question. Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean like, if no you're question. on the way, just take a little detour <laughs> and go where she wants to go. Take a four-hour detour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's only four hours. Oh man. Um, all right, and then uh, what T-shirt size do you wear, Dan? Coming down on the text line. Uh, triple X tall if they have it. Okay, <laughs> that's a big T-shirt. Um, is uh, oh man, that's a great idea. Who I was the Texas Who friends. was the first text? The first time texter. Oh yeah, thank you. Um, Dan, have you been to Bob's Country Bunker? Uh, that's the place on the outskirts of Chicago where they play both kinds of music, uh, re- referring to country and western. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, no, I have not. Bob's Country Bunker. You know, we actually get a fair amount of texts like this, people asking if you've been to certain places because you, you drive around so much. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's, I it's have not. Okay. What what town, texter, what town would that be located Bob's in? Bob's Country Bunker. See if uh, the internet works here. Um, it is in... Oh, it's the one from... It's named after the song from Blues Brothers. Um, it's in Rockford. So there you go. Rockford would be west of Batavia. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. On the way to Bob's Iowa. Country. I'll have to check that out next time I'm home. Dan, would you be on Tinder if you were a young man coming down on the text line? No. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, would, I would like hey, to think I wouldn't tell be you either. Something. Avery, are you, you on, wait, something. Avery, are you on Tinder? No, I am not. Okay. Are you on a dating app? No. Okay. I'm not trying to like get you like swiped on by a bunch of people here, but like, um, you're not on them at all, really. No. Have really. you have you ever been? 
No. Okay, so you've you've made the decision like conscious, like I'm not going on Bumble or any of this kind of stuff, and correct. Okay, right. okay. You see, I'm already crazy enough. I, I I don't need to get crazy ideas in my head, or at least more crazy ideas. Okay, fair enough. Uh, praise coming for my wife on the text line, uh, Louis. You're lucky. Normally, women don't tell you what they want; they hit around it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get mad when you don't know. Oh, yeah, that, that, that a sexist text. <laughs> yeah. oh, but, but no, that's true. actually complimentary. My wife saying, "Yo, know, I just want to go." Um, uh, Dan, did you ever get to play in the Dirt Bowl? I love this a little little Q and A session uh, in uh, in Louisville. It, I, it, well, there's several around around Kentucky, right? But I I imagine they're yeah. asking about the one here. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think I I did once. Um, cool. I, I think I I didn't play. I, I I basically put a basketball down at the end of the season and picked it up at the beginning right. of the season. Didn't do a whole lot of off season training, but I think Artis and I, okay. I, I think Artis and I went down and played in the dirt bowl. But uh, it, it was just once, maybe twice, but certainly not more than that. Was that something Artis played in every year he was here? Uh, pretty much. Okay. I think Artis played there because okay. Artis took his career a little more seriously than I did. <laughs> and, and, and I just want to enlighten you, star of the show. Uh, being a basketball player at the University of Kentucky, you didn't need Tinder. Boom. <laughs> Texter, PSA for any potential Avery suitors. Do not go to the Grand Canyon with her as the sun goes down. <laughs> you will find a great view of the bottom. That, that's actually a very good tip. <sighs> yeah. Louis, Louis have, uh, have Dan give Avery the, uh, the gift card that he never gave to Jack for that restaurant. <laughs> I'd use it by myself. Probably go to one of the drag shows. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, man. It was Lemuse, wasn't it? That was Lemu, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That guy lives near. I think you pointed out he lives around the corner from me, essentially, right? So, anyways, uh, <laughs> keep the questions coming. Four, three, seven, nine, six, eight. This is fun. But no, that that trip ended up being a lot of fun. I I've, I actually have a friend who lives in Las Vegas um, as well. He's a cabana boy. How about that? He's a legit cabana boy. He walks around without a shirt on and hands people drinks. I bet I bet those I bet oh, he those makes guys bank. makes it make a ton bank. I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> he does great. He went to Purdue. Uh, Chris is his name. He's a buddy of mine. I've known him since uh, 2004. And um, and yeah, so he's got this really great house and everything. We hung out with him and his wife uh, for the day and, and everything else. But we go for very different reasons to Vegas. I like to gamble. My wife likes the shows. So there you go. Mm, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, so uh, you do something. You do something I can't do. Oh, you you stay with people. You just you just reference staying with a friend in yeah, Phoenix, my buddy Travis staying in with a yeah. friend in Vegas. I didn't stay I with him do. in Vegas. Uh, we just visited his house. I we got a hotel yeah. for sure. Yeah. I I can't do that. Okay, I can't stay at other people's houses. I don't know why. Um, but I maybe it's because I snore, or maybe it's because I get up and go to the bathroom eighteen times a night. But I just, I, I can't do that. I discovered on this trip to Puerto Rico that I'm getting very close to old man not caring attitude, whatever that is. I'm very, mm. I'm on the precipice. Mm. I'm about to go over the cliff, the proverbial Avery Dill cliff of just not caring what people think at all. Like, I'm very close. And that's not a good place to be in life. No, <laughs> you're too young for that. You're, you're way too young for that. Uh, mentioned on the take coming down on the text line, uh, Jack reportedly has a girlfriend in atlanta 
Um, Dan, can you get him a gift card in Atlanta? Uh, I, 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 I'll have to see proof. Right? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I'm not taking anybody's word for that. If I see proof, I'll help old Jack out. All right, All right fair enough. Yeah. Do, I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be on the mixtape. But Diener was surprised that Patty Ice has an attractive girlfriend. To me, that's the least surprising thing ever. Like Pat's Patty good. Ice? Pat, yeah, Pat's good. Dude, he dresses well. Like, no, all the stuff. No, seriously. Yeah. Pat's yeah, a like good-looking guy. Thank you. He I agree. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah. Well, he's very, very well-structured. he has an adorable dog. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Love his dog. <laughs> he can bring the dog back. And that doesn't surprise me dog. at all. I agree with you. Yeah. I, he's got a good job. He's Yeah, no, for sure. He's a nice guy. Absolutely. No, that Absolutely. one did surprise me for a second. Yeah. It's right. the fact that, like, my wife's not bad looking. That's surprising. It would surprise me if Diener had a good looking girl. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? You know, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Where, where has this show gone? It doesn't matter, Dan. Um, <laughs> My mom and I have been asking that question all day. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So uh, I, I did, you know, uh, let's do a complete left turn here or right turn or 180, whatever you want to call it. Red McCombs passed away. Yes. And I saw this story and I immediately thought of you because this was a man who was fundamental in bringing the Spurs to the NBA. Um, and was a previous on He owned the Minnesota Vikings as well, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Red Billy Joe. Is there a more Texas name than Billy Joe McCombs? And, and then going by Red. Yeah, right. he, he, he and his wife were the nicest people. I'm going to take a little while here because oh, Red Red was Red was a terrific man and and very, very. Um, uh, what's uh, so by the way i i, I want to give a little background on him just before you get into the, the personals of him which i absolutely want you to do but he founded clear channel so he oh, was well, 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 start back okay he, he was he started his business career as a used car salesman right, yeah. <laughs> i mean you know, know this this was yeah. about as far away from a silver spoon as you can get and and then he he went from there to owning a, a car dealership. Yep. And and before he was done with the car business, he owned more uh, Ford car distributorships in the state of Texas than anybody else. And and that is only impressive if if you realize everybody in the state of Texas drives a Ford pickup. Mm, and, yeah. Right. And, and then, and then he went from there, and 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 you know, I think I think he just he he would buy businesses, build them up, sell businesses. I mean, he had a ski. He owned a ski resort in Colorado at one time, <laughs> and then, as you said, when when he when he got, I mean, just over the top rich was go ahead. Oh, he started Clear Channel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and, you know, just, uh, you know, when you think of names in, in media and broadcasting, what have you, I mean, Clear Channel's way up there. I mean, U of L broadcasts on Clear Channel still. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a remarkable career. I mean, he was in, um, supermarkets, uh, natural gas, um, <laughs> pro basketball teams, um, 
He's given over $50 million to hospitals. Um, he gave $50 million to the University of Texas, to, and that's the why school. the yep. business school at, at UT is called the McCombs School of Business. Very charitable man. Yeah. Very charitable. Yeah. I can remember um, uh, when, when I retired, Louis, he owned the team. He owned the Nuggets when I retired, and he gave me... Uh, on on the night that they had the retirement ceremony in Denver, he gave me a full size Ford pickup truck. That's Ooh. that was his gift to me uh, on my retirement. I can I can remember one time we won a playoff series, and he flew the guy that made his boots custom made cowboy boots. Hmm. He flew that guy to Denver. And as a gift for winning the playoff series, he he had they this guy came in and measured your foot, and he got custom cowboy boots for every player, coach, and person in the entire Nugget organization. Wow! I still have those cowboy boots to this day. Mm. Uh, but my favorite Red McComb story is he 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 was just part of the ownership group. I, I think he owned 25% of the Dallas Chaparrales in the old yes, ABA. Right. And in 72, maybe, I mean, this is, this is the honest truth. One night we're playing the Dallas Chaparrales, and during the national anthem, Louie and I counted the crowd. <laughs> That's how many people were at the Dallas Chaparral games. Wow. So he moved them. He, he, he and, and the other owners moved the Dallas Chaparrals to San Antonio, named them the Spurs because Red was from Spur, Texas. And that's how, he, that's how they got their names, the San Antonio Spurs. And, and then in the early 80s, the Nuggets were about to go out of business. They were very, very close. The Nuggets were owned by Carl Shear came to Denver because uh, Carl, Carl started his career in the NBA head office. He and David Stern at one time were the legal department for the NBA. And, of course, then David became the, the commissioner after that. But Carl was convinced that there was going to be a merger and that some of the teams were going to go to the NBA. So he came to Denver. He was in Carolina. Yeah, he was with the Cougars. And he came to Denver, and he put together a limited partnership uh, and bought the Nuggets. And then they had, they had to, and these were just, uh, what's a limited partnership? 30, 35 guys, something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. guys and gals. And these were just guys who, you know, uh, who enjoyed going to a cocktail party and saying, you know, I, I own part of the Denver Nuggets. Absolutely. It, it wasn't a big investment. They, had, that, they then signed David Thompson to an $800,000 contract a year for four or five years, five years, I think. And 800000 doesn't seem like a lot of money, but at the time, Kareem was the highest paid player in the NBA making 350,000. What year was this? Uh, this would have been late 70s. Okay. And so they more than doubled the highest salary in the league for David Thompson. 
They then had to, in 76, they had to uh, put up $4 million, $3 million, $4 million, $3 million maybe, uh, in the merger to pay the NBA. So now they've got all of this debt and interest rates in the late oh, 70s. God, 12%, 15%, yeah. 19. Ugh. They go, interest rates go to 19%. And now you've got these 35 guys and gals who, you know, were not putting up that kind of money. And so it was on the brink. Hard to realize now. Nuggets were on the brink of closing the doors. So Doug Moe, who had known Red from his San Antonio days, gets gets Red involved. Red comes and buys the Denver Nuggets. Now he had to he had to give up his his share of the Spurs because he obviously couldn't own two teams. So he he gave up his share in the Spurs, bought the Nuggets, and this is my favorite story. And the story goes that not one penny exchanged hands. Red bought the Denver Nuggets by assuming the debt mm. that the Denver Nuggets had. Mm. He then goes to the bank, and he's, and this is so Red McCombs. He goes to the bank, and he says, boys, I just bought the Denver Nuggets. He said, I understand I owe you $4 million. He said, um, here's the deal. I'll write you a check for $2 million. We'll call it even, or the Denver Nuggets are folding this afternoon. And he bought the Denver Nuggets in 81 or 82 for $2 million. I, I mean, it's just, <laughs> he was he was the best. We'd, we'd go to, we'd go to San Antonio. I remember one time we had a day off in San Antonio. He put everybody on the bus, took us out to his ranch, and he cooked steaks for all of us that were about an inch and a half thick. He he and his and I want to say uh, you know his wife Charlene who passed away 3 or 4 years ago. Um just the nicest kindest charitable people you'll 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 ever meet. So rest in peace Red McCombs. He was uh into his 90s. Um wife had passed away about 4 years ago and so um there you go. I saw that story and I thought, you know what, Dan's gonna have a story here. So uh, yeah, yep. yeah, he was he Rest was the best. There you go. All right. Well, uh, that will conclude our one. I feel like we did a lot and did nothing. <laughs> At least we talked about Red McCombs. How's that? Exactly. <laughs> well, good. I appreciate you, Sharon. Um, if you missed any part of the first hour of the show, you can always go back to the podcast center at ESPNLouisville.com or on the app. App is free. We talk about the app a lot, but the app is free. I don't get paid anything for talking about the app. It's just a very easy-to-use app, especially um, I happen to have an iPhone. It works really, really great on my phone uh, as well. And, of course, if you're at home, you can just ask your smart speaker, hey, play – I always say AM680, and it comes through uh, loud and clear, whatever we're uh, broadcasting here, including Bellarmine University Basketball, because we are your home for night's basketball here. Doug Ormay, Mark Bug, 445 pregame tomorrow. Tip off at 5 here on 680-1057 and on the app as well and of course the first hour of the show brought to you by our friends at kentucky tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. man it is almost march avery i can't believe it i'm back from uh from winter break already and so uh, time to start making those summer plans we always ask you to check out our friends at KentuckyTourism.com to get all of those ideas uh don't be a sap like me and sit in the orlando airport for four hours um, you know, <laughs> drive somewhere local, have a lot more fun uh, that way here in the bluegrass state uh, as dan mentioned uh, how many days till keeneland dan 
Uh, it's uh, it's quick. It's close. It's We're getting there. I can't believe you spent four hours in an airport with four rugrats. You know what? Our our flight down from Puerto Rico or from uh, Orlando to San Juan got delayed, and so we had a seven hour layover. So, oh my! Goodness. So I found a. They have a service at the Orlando airport where you can leave your bags, and someone watches your bags. We got an Uber, and we went to lunch, and we went uh, we went mini golfing. <laughs> so took the kids out for burgers and mini golf so there you go um but uh you don't have to do that you don't have to be at an airport for seven hours if you check out the bluegrass state and all of that at kentuckytourism.com on the other end kentucky's it feels like we say this every week but it's a make or break season or break make or break week for kentucky basketball we'll get into the florida game next year on espn 680 metro college is a program that helps students pay for tuition and i didn't believe it You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. 